one that's probably going to come from quite left field just because I just thought of it and it's an interesting one. Um, so do you, do you think then that consciousness begins, begins as, you know, a child and ends at death? Like, you know, we're using the example of a computer being destroyed, somebody passes away. Is that, is that just the end of that? Or do you think actually that there's, there's something else then that's kind of, that that's tendrils go further to something else? Is that how you're kind of, uh, people might be listening to this thinking you're saying that there is something that's fundamental that reaches up and provides this ability for consciousness to, to come about through specific materials, as you're saying. Do those, do those tendrils get cut? That is what you're saying. I'm not saying it is, but you, you can clarify it. When those tendrils, do those tendrils get cut when death occurs and are they brought into a conscious being when it becomes uh, the right thing to have qualia like how do you how do you view that that's quite an interesting one i think i think of it similar to how if the computer is all you know imagine all the computers die today then the pixels that you're seeing on the screen here and the voice that you're hearing um goes away so you have no more access to me so like as far as you can tell i've I've died. Okay, I've been eliminated from reality. <laughs> um, but I would say it's a, it's a inference to go from the pixels are gone to I'm gone. You know, may, maybe I'm I'm still here. And I actually make an argument at the very end of the book, um, and and it takes it takes going through the whole book for me to have the materials for making this argument. It's not sort of an easy argument, but if I could just sort of outline it briefly, it's it's an argument for the indestructibility of you a first person self merely by destroying spatial objects that could come into your conscious awareness. Um, and, and the argument has to do with a sort of problem that's symmetrical to the, to the hard problem. Although I actually turn the hard problem into what I call a construction problem. So I think of the hard problem as having to do with not seeing how to explain certain states of consciousness in terms of physics. So you're not really seeing how to explain it. But I sort of turn that into a kind of construction problem where, where I argue that by insight into the relevant qualities, certain constructions are just impossible. And then the symmetry of this is that certain destructions are also impossible. And a way of illustrating this is that um, if we can't construct you, Sam, just by constructing a sandcastle, okay, that won't construct you, then we also couldn't destroy you by destroying that same sandcastle. Uh, it's sort of a symmet symmetrical um, challenge. Um, the, the, the materials that wouldn't construct you all on their own wouldn't uh, destroy you sort of all on their own. Another example I, I like to give is would be in terms of contents of consciousness in your mind. So you might have thoughts in your mind that you organize into an argument. Now, let's say somebody comes along and they destroy your argument. Okay, or maybe there's some people listening to this and they're listening to my argument, and maybe somebody's going to destroy my argument. And I'm going to say, hey, thank you for liberating me from a bad argument. You haven't destroyed me because I'm not the argument. Okay, um, In the same way that destroying the sandcastle won't destroy you, destroying an argument that forms in my mind is not going to destroy me either. And, and I would just generalize this, that anything that's a mere content of consciousness, contents like um, images, thoughts, feelings, and even spatial structures in the imagery of a dream, okay? Those spatial structures in the imagery of a dream could be destroyed, but you're not destroyed. You could wake up or your dream changes because the contents of consciousness are not you. And this is a distinction I think gets lost in a lot of these discussions. 
that I, I'm seeing is the distinction between the consciousness and the, the, the you, the being that has the consciousness. So even if the contents of the consciousness change forms or are completely destroyed, still you're there. Um, or at least minimally for sake of modesty, let me say, it would be an inference or a leap to go on to say that therefore you're gone. Just as if the computer gets destroyed, it'd be a leap to say therefore um, you and I have been destroyed, even though people can't maybe see us through, through the computer. So, and, and then I'll make this argument from um, this sort of destruction challenge that I actually do think that if you are a first person self that can have thoughts and feelings, and that's not a trivial if, you know, I take some time to argue for this, but if you are that kind of being, then you're not going to be destroyed merely by destroying um, arguments or contents of your mind or even spatial contents of reality. Um, because I make the argument that spatial contents of reality aren't sufficient to make you who you are. So what makes you who you are doesn't depend on spatial contents of reality. And I'm just honestly, I mean, this convinces me that if my body is destroyed, it is like destroying my arguments. Um, it doesn't thereby destroy me. So I, I do believe that um, we continue. Um, that, that's my current working model. I could be wrong. I'm open to new evidence. I've been wrong many times before. Um, but this just seems to make the most sense of the data that I've considered so far. If you enjoyed this clip, then head on over to Locals to access the full conversation right now. Supporters can access the video version and everyone can access the audio only version of the conversation. I'll see you over there. Thank you.